Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. The intro. <laughs> I mean, this is all on tape, right? We have, yeah, we have 14 minutes of us bullshitting at this point. You know, <laughs> I'll find yeah. I'll find a nice five to six to ten seconds that I can use. Murphy. I'm Rachel Powell. I'm Luis Gomez. And uh, welcome to Supergroup Presents. This is a podcast where we uh, take a look at a band one album at a time uh, and talk about our favorite things, what we like, what we don't like, uh, favorite tracks, give it a rating, and basically yammer a whole lot for a long time. Woo! 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 All right. Aren't we Make talented? sure we get the woos in the drop. Yep. Da, 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 da. And this is when we do our Disney Channel ears in the corner of the TV screen. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Yep. Okay. <sighs> I'm Raven All Simone, right. and you're watching. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> da, Goodbye, da, da, da. We took Welcome. a little bit of a break. We did. A little Welcome is like an back. under. Uh, is a simplification. There we go. I, it, again, still less time than between episodes two and three, so I think we're doing great. Yeah. Okay. Um, we discovered well, this thing called like a semi-regular posting schedule. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it works. We're doing our best, Super okay? Sense. Florence and the Machine. Oh I, shit. I, no, I refuse to take this. part of this. No. I tried to tee it up for you, and you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't take it. Didn't work. Nope. Okay. Uh, wow. Uh, if you're wondering why the audio sounds the way it does, we're uh, we're remote this week. Um, Declan, we're home. Yeah, we're all in our dumb houses. Yeah, we're still East Coast coastal. With our dumb pets, actually. Yeah. Barley, come here. <laughs> yes, the pets edition. The pets edition. My dog. So, my dog's asleep and being polite, so you know. My dog doesn't know how to be polite. Barley, come and here. My cat is an asshole, so. <laughs> He has so your cat is a cat, is what you're saying. Yeah, but like more so, he's getting old now, so he doesn't understand social norms as much as he used to. Yeah, come here. No, what? No, not More time. Farley. Oh my god. Okay, so my dog is literally climbing around the long way to get to my bed instead of just like <laughs> hopping up like a normal person. Oh. Anyway, oh, long. Um, yes. So this is our first and hopefully only Skype episode because hopefully, I mean, <laughs> if we continue this past graduation, which at the rate we're going, we probably will because we won't finish Florence by the time. Yes. Uh, ah! <laughs> Rachel we'll use the G word. Continue drinks. doing like remote Skype calls, and hopefully we'll have better audio because we'll be prepared for it. We literally just, or I just spent. 40 minutes trying to figure out why my Skype audio wasn't working. They could hear me, yes. but I couldn't hear them. Despite the fact I used Skype just just last night to call my friend Emma. Working fine. Yeah. 
Today, Boy, that's... audience members, if only we could help you relive that moment. It was the... awful. <laughs> Luis and I bullshitting uh, mostly about <laughs> uh, <What were laughs> equal parts thieves and girlfriends. Yeah. That's which you know, um, Gabby. Yeah. So, if only you could, if only you could relive the hours between nine and nine forty-six p.m. Yes. So this is Supergroup presents Florence and the Machine. Um, if you've been listening to us before, you know that we were previously covering the Wombats. Um, so don't be alarmed. This is the same podcast, but we unfortunately have covered all of the the Wombats catalog. Um, yeah, and I really don't want to go back and do the B sides because you know they oh, weren't God, that yeah. weren't that good. Which, speaking of which, Florence and the Machine also has a full album with B sides, which are fantastic. I did not listen to that because I refused, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so we picked. <laughs> so basically, the reason why we picked Florence was because she has less than four albums. Check. She's a goddess. Check. And I was scrolling through my Spotify, and she came up. So, ta-da. Here we are with Florence. Also, and for me, it was a nice a... change of pace. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and we're also using it as a way to con Hillary into joining the show. Yeah. Yes, we're trying to get guests to mix up the formula. Yeah, uh, but for um... me, it was a nice change of pace because, as familiar as I was with the, the Wombats, I am not all that experienced with Florence the Machine. So it was a good chance for me to kind of experience her music more fully and with a fresh set of eyes mm -hmm. and then I, talk about it incessantly. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I think I have a kind of, I'm not, I'm not as kind of like super in the weeds. I don't know what's going on as I was with the Wombats, but I mean, I think I still, I've like, I've like listened to every Florence and the Machine album at least once, but I mean, they haven't, ah. they haven't really stuck with me, but I mean like a few of the singles obviously have because like, Let's be real. Some of these songs are just classics. Um, yeah, I never got deeper than the singles, I think. Yeah. Honestly, like, my first... I'm. This is going to be a little embarrassing, but, like, the first point of contact I had with, with Florence Welch herself was on uh, Calvin Harris's Sweet Nothing. Oh, ah. yes! Like, that was the gateway. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're going to be covering today uh, Florence and the Machine's first album, Lungs. Mm -hmm. um, um, hold on, before you say too much, Declan, I'd like to apologize for any grunting that comes through my speaker. My dog is currently sitting behind me like a scaredy cat. So, What is he scared of? Honestly, I'm terrified of this podcast, too. <laughs> He's scared of most of things, yelp. including stairs, um, two sharp corners, and what else are you afraid of, Farley? Oh my god, he's putting, he just... Buried his face in my pillow. Okay. We're getting <laughs> sidetracked. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, Lungs came out in 2009. Charlie, hold on. Stop. <laughs> okay. Okay, stop. Just Charlie. This no, is why I said no dogs allowed. It's not my fault. He's just a Norfest wreck. Just like he has my emotional support dog, I'm his emotional support human. I don't think that's how that works. I think your emotional support dog needs to be able to emotionally support himself as well. No, Just he's a thought. Erotic. Just a thought. Um, okay. So, Lungs... Wait, I don't uh, get to talk about what, how I Rachel, know Rachel! Rachel! Jesus Christ. We have to talk about the album. Well, like, you guys got to talk for, like, five minutes, and I haven't got yes, to say we... a single thing! 
please this go ahead, sexism. but it can't be about this your dog. Sexism. <laughs> no. <It's, laughs> you gave away all your speaking time to Farley. I did. <laughs> you seated the floor. What happened to I reclaiming my time? Am I right? <laughs> Stop. Can you hear uh, him? That's a classy yeah. Kamala yeah. Harris. Yeah. Oh my God, we've turned into Pod Save America. It wasn't um, Kamala. It was Maxine Waters. What? It was Maxine Waters. It wasn't Kamala Harris. Oh fuck! I definitely thought that was Get Kamala your shit Harris. Together. No, Kamala Harris did something else. That's right. It was something, yeah. No, but, but was, like not like obviously she's a, an accomplished woman, but she did something else that was like became a meme. Also, is it Kamala Waters did the I'm reclaiming my time. Is it Kamala? I've heard Kamala. That sounds weirder to me. I don't. Know. I swear it was like Kamala. All right, I'm sure we'll figure oh, it out at some point. I looked it up. It's Kam- Kamala Harris's thing is so is that a no? <laughs> oh right right right. There Someone's we go. okay. Um, my apologies for misrepresenting um, our women leaders in Congress. Welcome to leftist politics and also some music. Oh my god, how many many usable minutes have we... (laughs) I already have a half hour audio pile and we haven't done anything yet. We haven't. I just want to say that like, so before Farley rudely interrupted me with his er, incessant whining... Did I use the right word? I don't even know. Anyways, incessant works there. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm saying, honestly. Um, I know Florence mostly from like obviously her main singles, but then, um, similar to the Wombat, she was on a lot of playlists I listened to in high school, and now she's consistently on any playlist I make for like writing specifically, just because she just has that type of sound where it just like feels like you're going into battle, so. Yeah, I feel that. Yep. Well, Farley doesn't. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so we're today we're going to be talking about um, Florence and Machine's first album, Lungs. Uh, Lungs came out in 2009. Um, and just as a little bit of background, uh, I was looking on Wikipedia to kind of familiarize with myself with the album again. And uh, rare for a band, like, so she was a hit basically right off the bat. Um, again, first single as Luis, uh, scolded me was Kiss with a Fist. Um, was oh, a which solid is so good. Um, but then second single was Dog Days Are Over, which as we all know was fucking everywhere mm-hmm. for yeah. like an entire year. Right. And the third single was Rabbit Heart. And all three of those are killer songs that like blew up. Right. Um, so wow, it says there were six singles for this. That doesn't make that's half the album. Um, I mean, when you're point, when you're just, incredibly successful, you might as well just find fun ways to sell it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. Keep them coming so that like you don't lose media attention. But it's not like Dog Days was going anywhere. You know, you gotta like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I still that, hear that with like pretty frequent. Frequently on the radio and stuff. So. Oh, no, yeah, I've, for sure. And I've then, had like, it in a playlist forever. Trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of when Bournes was first. He just had the EP and with four songs, and he would sell out tours, just, like, <laughs> playing the four songs before his first album came out. 
But yeah, so Florence the Machine, huge right from the get-go, which is super impressive for a debut album. But also like not surprising given the yeah. quality of this album, I would yeah, say. Yeah, definitely. So I guess maybe we should just get right into it, like what we thought of the album as a whole. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't expect to like as much of it as I did. Definitely, yeah. Like, I definitely like pretty much all of this album, without a doubt. Okay. I don't know if I would go that far, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, on my end? I mean, I don't... Well, no, no, Rachel, did you, oh, yeah, you want to do out there oh, first impressions? You guys can keep going, yeah. I would... Yeah, I have more, like, thoughts on, like, the individual songs. Maybe my only real beef with this album, I guess, if we're going to just, like, get right into it, is some of the transitions kind of suck. But, like, whose doesn't? Like, come on. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I think the weird thing for me was kind of adjusting the way I was listening to this album. Because, um, I mean, we're coming off the Wombats, and the Wombats are, you know, even though they are a more kind of poppy rock band, they're still, you know, the, the they still have a lot more intentionality with the way they organize their records, I think. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, Florence is straight pop and like i think i yeah no i mean i think a lot of a lot of this album like at times you know like you know half the album ended up as singles and um trying to find trying to find that kind of through line i think i I spent like the first listen or two trying to find some kind of through line um and i didn't and you know that's not a problem it's just i had to adjust the way i was listening to things Interesting, yeah. Hmm. Um, so if I had to go, I, I would say, kind of similar to Rachel, I was surprised by how much of it I liked and how much, really, variety there is. Um, when I initially, like, think about this album, I thought I really only knew Dog Days Are Over, and I kind of assumed it was that one note where it's, like, very bare. Not, not bare, but, like, you know, it does really center the vocals, and I didn't think there was a lot of range and genre um but i i i I, i'm gonna have to like to kind of argue with Luis a little bit it is pop in its like presentation i guess and the the way like its arrangement but there's there's a lot of like span of genres on here there's like i think it's really hard to categorize florence the machine Um, i think i'm gonna take spotify's word and i think they call florence the machine like baroque like baroque like the like the musical genre yeah like um which is okay that's weird really weird because i'm like oh broke you mean like symphonies and shit like that and they're like yeah which also kind of works oh, let me see let me read the spotify yeah she said uh spotify says that uh florence welch writes songs blending pop soul and baroque arrangements into a sound that is earned considerable buzz which yes yeah and i also would 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 argue that like she almost became a genre unto herself yeah in that i feel like a lot of people after florence machine kind of aped this style right yeah i feel like she's very unique like i think i find it very hard to pin her down because like yes she is pop but i feel like she transcends the like what we expect from pop yeah. If that makes sense, because she goes above and beyond. Like, I think there's very few um, pop artists who have 
almost a, like a symphonic sound to 80% of their album, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you can see, like, I think her, her influence is really clear on, like, a lot of groups that I think do vocals the way that she does now that maybe they maybe they wouldn't have if this hadn't come out like i don't know sylvan so to me feels like inspired by this in a little bit um this is a small band i like called vita and the wolf that like she also has an amazing voice and you can so tell that she's been influenced by florence the machine like i really it was really a i don't know it's a game changer for like for female driven like female vocal driven like almost yeah what you said like almost symphonic music right yeah and i mean i i'm not i'm not discounting that influence i mean like i'm kind of similarly like i i was listening to my to my you know just my kind of new music uh playlist over the week and i heard a song that i like you know it was that same kind of huge like vocals and like a very kind of well-constructed band behind them and it was like some new icelandic group or something like just nothing at all related to florence but it was still very clearly drawing that kind of like we're gonna do like big artful um instrumentation we're gonna do um you know like really kind of huge emotive vocals so i mean i don't yeah i don't i think i'm just calling it pop because of because of that success you know i think yeah i think that's kind of the thing like this got play on z100 like that's true yeah 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 that's the thing like it falls under the like how pop is supposed to behave in modern culture but i don't think it goes with what we would define as pop yeah that makes sense yeah kind of in the same way yeah it like it reminds me if i had to think of a comparison it's kind of like (laughs) Remember when the Lumineers were really big and then people tried to sound like the Lumineers for like a full two years? Mm-hmm. Like I would argue she had like a very similar, you know, like effect on what was in the mainstream for a while. Dog Days was Ho-Hey before Ho-Hey was Ho-Hey. <laughs> That's such a fucking hipster <laughs> sentence and I love that. And it also has a weird sort of internal rhyme to it that I is is... I like I have to get that tattooed somewhere. <laughs> Dog days equal ho hey. Pick your least favorite ankle. Yeah. Do you have a favorite ankle? Is that like no, you I like? No, I don't oh. have a favorite ankle. Rachel. Um, I don't have a favorite ankle, but it's probably whichever ankle isn't bothering me because my legs are broken. <laughs> Yeah, for those of you who are listening at home, uh, Rachel is uh, in a wheelchair at all times. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, I mean, like, yeah, she completely I, my legs can't are going to, like, basically, I'm going to have arthritis by the time I'm 30 at this rate. <laughs> Yikes. And what a... <laughs> I wouldn't, like, lead with that when you're, like, at a bar, but, like, <laughs> cool. What do you mean? I'm pretty sure that being in a wheelchair is very cool, Declan. Excuse you. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. It worked for that one kid on Glee. That's true. I think it didn't, though. No, that kid on Glee, didn't he, he? I mean, they all had sex on Glee, so it was, they were already doing, you know, fine for themselves. Yeah, but uh, then Tina Chang left him for What's-His-Face Chang. Oh, okay. I did not follow Chang? closely enough. Did he have sex, though? That's, that's what I care about. Did Wheelchair Kid get to have sex? I honestly don't remember. 
Don't make me have to Google this because it'll be okay, I'll literally you just can Google in. it while Luis and I start talking about our favorite songs from this album. How about that? That sounds great. Okay. Rachel, <laughs> so, Luis, do you want to go first? I guess. Uh, I do. Um, I'm actually. Because I need you to narrow down. Hey, the I'm answer like is five. yes. <laughs> Thank you. According to Quora, when he sleeps with Britney Pierce. Uh, oh my god! Episode duets. So fuck you. Uh, Artie had sex. Pr- please proceed. <laughs> huh, this is a music podcast. Um, Glee is a musical TV show. You uncultured piece. Of shit. <laughs> Unfortunately. Okay. Well, that we probably all watched. Woo! Oh boy. Okay. Right. For a while, yeah. Don't. All right, yeah. Don't Luis, what's put your? Glee in my face. Luis, give no. me your favorite song. Go. Between two lungs. Between two lungs. My favorite song is Between wow. Two Lungs. Um. Yeah. I think. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I think. I think. I do. I really do like. Like the first half of this album is honestly like kind of flawless. Um. Up to like honestly, I genuinely loved everything up to Between Two Lungs, and I think Between kind of just really put the capstone on everything i think the build-up is great i think the vocals are great i mean i think i think honestly i think careful like if i really did have to describe this band and use like between as a way to extrapolate like careful is the way i'd describe it because everything they do is just so clearly crafted and so like meticulously planned out um and i think between really does that because it, it, it really just draws you in early and then just just takes you on this kind of emotional journey uh, that I really liked. Ooh, okay. Yes. I feel very strongly about that. Okay. My picks... Actually, Declan, do you want to go again? Cause now I that we've figured two... out that wheelchair kid had sex, do you want to go, Declan? <laughs> yeah, that actually wasn't my pick for a favorite song, but thank because you. Because I have two, so if you say one of them, then I don't have to say both. You get my feel? Get my okay, feel? I actually had one and then a backup because I kind of figured that one of you would pick mine, so... Why don't um, <laughs> do rock paper? Well, okay. Um, okay. I'll go first. Yeah, just then, go. I guess. Um, I'll go with my backup anyway because I think I like it more. Um, oh no. Uh, yeah, I'll. Sorry, my. You want favorite... me to go? <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite pick uh, is "Kiss with a Fist." Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I I love that song. And so we talked about. I talked about earlier, like it being a kind of spanning different genres and kiss with a fist is so almost punk. It's incredible. Like it really, I mean, it's just amazing. It's a real change up musically. It feels very in keeping with her style, but there's a real, you know, like up tempo, like an energy to it. That's a little rowdier than the other stuff. Um, and I really love that. And like, I also there was a as I was reading about this online, there's a vigorous debate about whether or not it's like actually about abusive relationships. It's not. She said it's not, but people still want to interpret it that way. Um, but regardless of what it's actually about, there's just, I just love the energy on Kiss with a Fist. I think it's a really fun track that wasn't what I was expecting from Florence the Machine, and it's yeah. really stuck to me. I would say I would say it doesn't feel abusive to me in the way that it's back and forth. It feels more like the fight scene in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like it's a back and forth, not that someone is inflicting abuse on another person. It's like a back and forth, like, um, almost fight. So for me, 
yeah, I don't think it's abusive. I mean, even though the language is like it's rough. Yeah, no, I think I think also part of that comes from the light tone to it. Um, yeah. If it was a little darker, I think I would maybe lean more towards the oh, this seems abusive, but nah. It's yeah, it feels more like a fight scene to me than an abusive relationship. I mean, if we could just kind so, of continue heaping praise on this for a second, I really, I really do think that this kind of this song actually speaks a lot to like like you were saying like their their cross genre thing because i mean they're really they're really kind of like leaning into this almost like like pseudo country thing that like kesha often does um okay and you mean kesha circa rainbow yeah not kesha I mean, before no that. i mean like rainbow kesha um yeah. oh yeah but also rainbow arguably also inspired by florence the machine yeah yeah we um, could have a whole discussion on that oh guys that we should do rainbow <laughs> Okay, we'll write that Coming down. Summer 2019. Um, <laughs> be dead first. Um, okay. No, I'm not so, going to do that soon. Okay, um, so, so you both didn't say my pick, my picks, so I guess I'm going to go with both of them. And they're yeah, my yeah. favorites for two different reasons. So I would say my top pick would probably be Drumming Song, because I think it's just something so wow. badass about it. And... I just, I just love this. It, it, yeah, it definitely brings in those like symphonic aspects that we've been talking about. So like, that's just very fun. And then my second pick would probably have to be uh, "You've Got the Love" at the end, and oh, okay. which I think is also great album placement too because it definitely feels like it's a song that's like supposed to be at the end of your movie, you know? Like, yeah, I feel like I should be riding my bike down like my hometown streets chasing after something I want. Like when I listen to the song, I don't know. Like there's something about it that makes me feel like I'm in a movie and I just love that. Yeah. Right. Those are Um, my picks. Okay. Interesting. I, so I, if we're kind of moving seamlessly into honorable mentions, um, I honestly thought someone else, I kind of assumed someone else would take kiss with a fist so my backup, which I'm surprised no one mentioned, was Girl with One Eye. Oh yes, Girl with One Eye is it's it's cool. It's different. I, that... I thought that was really dope. I lo- like I wasn't super sold on it at first, but on a second <laughs> listen, I'm like, oh, it's so. I don't know. It's it's really emotional and it's very like operatic and um, I don't know. It just clicked. I think that is maybe more what I was expecting based on dog days, based on how well I knew that. Mm. Um, and, and rabbit heart, honestly. Um, but girl with one eye was like new, but familiar for me. So I really mm-hmm. like clicked with that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. From very early on in my listening to that. So I, that's definitely my, yeah, my most honorable mention. I think my most honorable mention, just because it's so fucking weird, is My Boy Builds Coffins. Yes! Okay, yeah. It's so good. Mm -hmm. That is such a good song. Like, like, uh, I I don't even know what I could say about it. It's just... I I don't know if I can put it into words. I just think it's so unique like you know it kind of reminds me of the way the wombats do do things like they take these weird concepts and kind of or these ordinary concepts and turn them on their heads and florence kind of takes this idea of or florence and the machine i don't know who wrote it actually but (laughs) 
they take this idea of how everyone just dies in the end. Um, and this very, like, kind of, like, heavy idea that we all just, like, return to the earth. And this concept of, like, the coffin we go in um, and the person who makes it. And I just, it's, like, a very yeah. deep song that's kind of, again, very, like, a little lighthearted. Yeah, they, yeah. Florence and the Machine is great at, like, talking about, like, what should be really heavy alienating premises and then making them <laughs> sound good enough that you're like willing to go along on that journey. Right. But I mean, this is all of Yeah. No, I mean, that kind of gets into the joke you were telling earlier about like Florence and the machine talks about being a tree and like, I weep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From that Rachel wasn't on mic then. Cause she was still getting uh Skype set up, but I was talking about, there's a Tumblr post where it's like, other bands talk about love and happiness. Me can't relate. Florence and the Machine talks about being a tree and feeling water climb up me. Me cries. <laughs> like that is full on her. Like it just like it clicks when it really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think there's something very poetic about her lyrics. It's almost like she takes a poem she writes, puts it on a symphony, and boom, you have basically the entirety of lungs. So, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it's very, it's way more poetic. This is why I don't think it falls under the genre of pop because it's, it's infinitely more poetic than anything you'd listen to on the top 100 right now. Yeah. I think for my honorable mention, I'm, I want to talk about it just because I feel like it's, it's the, it's the looming tower over this album. Um, I'm going to pick dog days are over. Um, yeah. And I mean, <laughs> Look, I mean, there's a reason that nine years later, this song is, like, a mainstay in my listening. Like, I yeah. love this song. I, yeah. like, this was the first, like, Florence and the Machine song I, like, really, like, listened to. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm not gonna, I think there's a reason it's, you know, I think there's a reason it's famous. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's very good. It's believe the mm-hmm. hype fam yeah. yeah in a similar way to kind of we've had this on other albums where like there are really iconic singles that none of us want to pick as our top pick just because it's kind of more about exploring other songs and like mm-hmm. personal favorites but there's it is unquestionably amazing mm-hmm. like you know Declan we were talking about this Declan put in our group chat he was like what a way to open up an album and it totally is you just oh, like yeah. dive right into that song I don't know how you can't listen to that song for the first time and not be like enwrapped and it's just like spectacularness it is totally encompassing and just part of me wishes i could have had the opportunity to like listen to it to the first time again when we listen to this album because it is so ingrained in my head but every time i listen to it i'm just as excited Mm -hmm. so yeah and the one-two punch of that and rabbit heart is like yeah. So solid right out of the gate. Right. Rabbit Heart was for a little bit going to be my top pick. And um I think I associated it after a while too much with Alice in the one and Alice in Wonderland. So I <laughs> just kind of went a little lower on my list. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Um, okay, is it time to get into the the worst picks? After these messages. Yes, we have to <laughs> Filthy fingers out of my pocket. 
Let's fight. Um, Rachel, you seem to like this the best, so I want to hear... Oh, I have strong feelings about one of these songs. Okay. For some reason, I'm not calling you a liar. It's just like, I'm just not a fan. Okay. okay. I'll listen to it. I'm just not happy about it. Yeah. The weird thing about I'm not calling you a liar is that Florence is the really boring. I think I think this is a track where like the rest of the band is really taking the forefront. Because um, I mean the thing that I noticed about this <laughs> was that like the 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 track underneath her is really really good. Um, mm-hmm. But her she's kind of incidental in this one. Um, huh. Yeah. It yeah. It just felt like one where they were much more like we want to push the instrumentation. Like what do you have here? Yeah. I, de- I can see that. That's something that I don't, I didn't latch on to. Like, I listened to this a couple times, and then I would just listen to my favorites, and it was, that was not in my rotation. So, yeah. I can see that. Um, my, fa- my, my least favorite, actually, I'm going to, I'm actually going to pick You've Got the Love. Uh, <gasps> I know. <gasps> I know. <laughs> Uh, this is the best movie, part of the podcast when someone's best is, is someone else's worst. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm dying. I, think... I can't even come out with a good retort because I'm just <laughs> dying from my allergies. If we were like a morning shock jock radio, we would have like a specific button for when someone picks their worst as someone else's favorite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, um, it would be the sound of me coughing just like I did. Yeah, that works. No, I mean, I think I think the problem with You've Got the Love is that after between two lungs, I think this album kind of, kind of stops innovating in a way. Like the first, yeah. like the first, the, that those first like what is it like seven or eight songs, um, I think really are kind of pushing this like you know like we've been talking about this like baroque, um, like classical art rock, kind of yeah. cross genre everything. And like after that point, like Cosmic Love is sweeping instrumentation and nice vocals and my boy builds coffins is sweeping instrumentation and nice vocals as is hurricane drunk as is blinding so by the time you get to you've got the love it's like the fifth song in a row that's like this is a good song and florence welch is doing good things on it so at that point i was just i was just kind of bored of their sound um so like you've got the love like, (laughs) like i listened to it once and i was done with it so Luis, this is why I disagree with you, um, because I think You've Got the Love is a nice balance to the, like, how powerful everything else is. It's, like, a nice way to end the album, you know? Like, I don't know if I would feel the same way about it if it was in a different spot, but for me, I think it's just a nice way to close it out, you know? The repetition of You've Got the Love over and over again, just, yeah, it's just, like, it's how you end it. So that's why I like it so much. Right. I'm not saying it doesn't work as an ending. I just think that it doesn't it doesn't do anything that's super new. And it's coming off of like three or four tracks that I think were also kind of very comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. So it left kind of the least impression out of everything. Ah, so that's kind of more of like a placement thing. Right. It, it, arguably. Honestly, it might it might be a placement thing. Like, had you swapped this with something up top, I might have you know I might have felt differently. But um, yeah, I think 
like I don't I don't not like like I don't really not like anything on this album if I'm being real. Like I think every song on this album is good. Um yeah, I just yeah, I don't know. I think I think you've got the love just kind of didn't really impress me in a way that a lot of the rest of the album did. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'm also going to stir up a tiny bit of controversy because my pick for worst is actually Between Two Lungs. Ooh. How dare you. <laughs> I know. Um, do, 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 do. Happens twice. You know, it's, is, is that our thing? Well, just, you need me to cough again? Yeah, could you cough real quick? <laughs> Sorry. Um, that wasn't that good. <laughs> Give me like five minutes. Um, who was that, that so racer? Guess... Who was that racer kid from um, from uh, Comedy Bang Bang? Who just goes pew pew pew? Who was that? Oh yeah, Jess McKenna. Yeah. As uh, whatever, whoever that is. Um, I don't know. All the characters run together in my head. Um, but my problem with Between Two Lungs is it's just like it was really jarring. So we talked about this, you know, compositionally. Mm-hmm. But there's something that's a lot lighter about it than the tracks that surround it. Um, right. And it didn't work for me. Um, like, even decontextualized, it's a bit too dreamy. The vocals aren't, like... I mean, there's something about how pretty it is that lacks the intensity that I think the the stronger songs on this album does. I don't know. To me, it just... It was really jarring, and, and it didn't make as good a use of her vocals as some of the other things did it's it's just floatier for me right so made it feel less essential than it would have otherwise okay um but yeah i mean again i i think we've all said this there's not bad per se songs on this there's just varying degrees of like if you take any one of these and put it would be a hit for a lesser band but Mm -hmm. she's just that good um yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think this is kind of the same problem we ran into with the um, guy too with the wombats. Yeah. Is that like, there's no really, there's no really bad song. It's just kind of songs that don't fit our music taste. Like, yeah. Just because I don't like, I'm not calling you a liar, doesn't mean it's a bad song. I'm just like, no, nah, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Like, I'm kind of like over it. Yeah. This doesn't mean there's anything inherently wrong with it. I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, there's stuff that I would hit skip on. That's 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 where I come down on this. Yeah. There's nothing that I would like, ugh, like, but, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we don't have as much conflict on this episode as, as I feel like we really need to compel this. <laughs> Seriously, I, I think it's interesting that we're not fighting as much about people picking favorites as worsts, and I don't know why. I honestly, because I think, <laughs> I think the album kind of, I think... I don't know. Maybe it's just kind of the, the the personality that like the band's built up over time. I mean, like we're doing this retroactively, right? So we're already in a in a space where like this is a good like well known first album, right? Yeah. So I mean, I think yeah. I think that might be part of it. And I mean, you know, I think Dog Days really does kind of overshadow a lot of this process, right? Um, yeah. And I think so. I think between nostalgia, between the fact that Florence and the Machine is like a very kind of established band. Um, I think, you know, and between, and just the fact that they are really that good, I think, uh, when, when, when the chips are down, um, I think that's making the criticism kind of, 
not not fall by the wayside, but kind of making it sort of less impactful. Because I mean, I think you know, like what Declan said about about between two lungs, about it being kind of more floaty and it it being kind of out of step with the songs that are around it. Like I I I felt those exact same things, but I loved yeah. that. I loved how you okay, go yeah. from like the intensity um, of drumming song into this kind of very like you said, mm. it's very pretty, and I really did like that kind of the way it was constructed. And then you go into Cosmic Love, which is you know, like just kind of classic, big vocals, big instrumentation, everything's like you know, everyone's bowing at the end kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I also and I have to wonder, and I'm not like this might have been something I did without realizing it. We're probably being a little more generous to this album because it's a debut. Like this is, I mean, this is an incredible album for a debut. I wonder how I would feel if this were like a second or third album and they were still like finding their groove. But to me, I'm just still floored thinking about this, that this is what Florence and the Machine put out first, you know, like it's so confident. It's so self-assured that you almost, I like, it's hard to wrap your mind around this as a first release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, um, it does. It feels very big for someone's first attempt. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, this definitely. is shit that Coldplay's only been doing for the past, like, four years, so. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a crazy, impressive debut. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Um, so, I think... We're going to kind of transition into closing thoughts and ratings now, um, since we've already been kind of giving our thoughts on the album as a whole. Um, would anyone like to, to start us off with like a set of closing thoughts on the album and a rating? It's just, for me, I just can't get over the fact that it is it is only a debut album. It's just so accomplished. I'm, like, very proud of her. <laughs> um, which is not even a her. It's, I think it's a them, because the machine is also, is, like, her... Yeah, we should have talked about this up front. Um, so it's Florence Welsh on vocals, um, who is arguably the one that kind of gets associated with Florence the Machine, because it's her name and her on the album cover. Um, but it is also uh, Isabella... Shoot, I have this up. Isabella Summers? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Isabella. Um, nickname is the machine. It's not it's yeah, not a it's, band. It's two people. Right. Like, yeah. So the machine is the alias of Isabella. Yeah. So it's also that's also very <clears throat> impressive too, because it's only two people pulling off this grand just Well no, I mean they have they have like a bunch of touring people with them. Like no, no, I'm saying, but they're the people who are orchestrating yeah. it all. Like, right. they're the, the creative people... core is still those two incredibly talented musicians. Yeah, so I, I think if memory serves, I think Florence mostly writes the lyrics and whatnot, and then Isabel, aka the Machine, is kind of orchestrates the their entire sound. Like that's their two roles. Yeah, and um, then obviously but... Florence's vocals. But I think it's just it's so impressive. <laughs> like this is like women at their best, you know, yeah. and I'm just oh, like I, so proud. Two fun facts about that. Uh, number one is I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. And 
Yeah, Florence Welsh has a writing credit on all of the songs, and Isabella Summers has a writing credit on about half. Um, So in terms of, like, lyrics especially, like, that's coming from Florence. But um, especially in the, the, like, kick-ass female musician department, um, one of the things that came up when I was looking at Florence the Machine on Wikipedia is Florence the Machine is the first... um, female oh this is wait i there's a lot of qualifiers on this but she is the first british woman florence machine is the first british woman to headline glastonbury in the 21st century so and that was i think two years ago so like 16 years florence the machine is the first like british woman to get top billing um, which is really impressive. Is this a music festival? Yeah, Glastonbury yeah, is a huge, it's the biggest music festival in, in uh, the UK. Okay. Um, it's like five days and like everyone goes to it. Um, which also I should have mentioned earlier in our background. Um, they are British um, and they are like as big as Dog Days and stuff was over here. She was huge over there. This was like, I think this yeah. went platinum, like, the songs were on the UK top charts for like weeks. Um, yeah. All the singles charted really high up on the UK charts. So they are like killing They're it. honestly just very incredible women with an incredible amount of talent and just such pretty hair. <laughs> <laughs> and those but, are Rachel's closing thoughts. So such pretty hair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but don't you want her red hair? It's gorgeous. Yes, oh, for sure. Anyways, I would say this album, I want to give it like a 7.5, because I'm thinking about their fu- their future albums, and kind of my already my preconceptions of that, so I'm going to give it a 7.5. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. Luis? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling about the same, the same place. I think I'm going to... At a certain point, I kind of just have to ask myself, like, how much of this is down to my personal taste and how much of it is, like, this is, you know, like you said, I, I really don't want to bias in favor of this because it's a debut. But, I mean, like, holy shit, what a debut. Like, like yeah. I, I, yeah. I I think I'm going to give it a seven just because I, I feel like that's kind of a comfortable number for me. That seems like, you know, that seems kind of where I am with this. It's not... This isn't the greatest album of all time. It is a very impressive album. Like, like I'm not going to deny that. But um, I do think there's more that uh, this band can do, uh, and I look forward to it. When we come. Nice. Oh, I also oh, just yeah. had a great idea for future episodes, which we can't do now because I already ruined it. But we should, like, Price is Right, try to guess what Pitchfork gave these albums. <laughs> Pitchfork again historically undersells. If you were curious, it is a seven point two for this album. Okay. I just looked, but which um, <laughs> is maybe maybe too low, maybe too high. It depends on your own personal taste. But we will definitely next time play guess the pitchfork because I love making fun of pitchfork. It's yeah. one of my favorite things. Um, yeah. So again, it's going to start to sound redundant, but. This is an amazing debut album. Um, There's stuff on here that um, I have listened to even years later, and now that I will listen to, having really given it the chance. Um, 
So given that this was my first real exposure to this album was kind of prepping for this episode um, outside of singles, um, I was pleasantly surprised by the range of things and and the real intensity that kind of holds through at least most of the album. I think it falters towards the end. Um, so I'm going to give this a solid 8.0. Ooh. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, I think there's something really... I just know that she's going to go bigger. So that's why I wanted to give myself some wiggle room. Yeah. I'm excited. So actually, yeah, I also don't know this. What is her next album uh, to kind of look forward to the future? The next album is... Isn't it Ceremonials? Ceremonials? Yeah. Yeah. Ceremonials. Okay. Which will be bringing the ever classic Shake It Off. Yes. I love Shake, I it, love out, Shake it, it Off. Shake It Right. Shake It Out. Sorry. Well, Fuck me! <laughs> and you got me to say it, you bastard. Okay, story uh, time. My parents just yelled at me from across the hall for yelling "fuck me" really loud. <laughs> oh, that's good. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> so my door is closed, but they can hear everything. <laughs> uh, next time we'll be talking about uh, ceremonials with. Hopefully, special guest uh, Hillary. Um, yeah, I'm Hillary's excited. one of our friends from school, and she's great, and I love her, and she's better than all of us. All right, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to uh, subscribe. Uh, we're on iTunes and Podbean. Yeah, which is a ridiculous thing that I. Have well, we to keep also have saying. a Twitter now, Luis. What's our Twitter handle? Our Twitter is at Supergroup Pod. Uh, please follow us, please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you can also, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to promote your personals? I do not. I don't. I don't use my personal. <laughs> uh, great. Then we're done with plugs. Uh, and I think we're ready to call it an evening so that Rachel's uh, parent slash dog stop yelling at her. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Everyone. Bye. <laughs>